Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. The movie talk show podcast comes your way every Saturday, whether you're ready for it or not, in our quest for total world domination, which you're helping us out with. So thank you very yeah, much for listening to this Arminians. podcast. That's right. It's your fault that mm-hmm. we're here. These <laughs> are the internet radio superstars. Michaela. Sean. Holly. And I'm Colin. And tonight we watched a movie that was chosen by... Holly. Me. Mm, what do we watch tonight? Tonight we watched Bunraku. Bunraku. From what year? 2010. Mm, I've never heard it of it. could have fooled me. This right. movie looks like it could have been 1993. I there- feel like... The style and the tone. 1993? Yeah, really? I feel like, yeah. I feel like I think, this could I think she got a strong Mortal Kombat vibe. Mortal Kombat. Uh, Super Mario that. Brothers. A little bit, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, video game you were going with. A little. Okay. There are yeah, um, yes. Oh, yeah. We'll get into yeah. it. We'll yeah. get into it. It is very video game yeah. 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 Directed by? Guy Moshi. Okay, who is Guy Moshi? Um, unless Has he worked seen, in anime before? Uh, no. Um, unless you've seen like his two other movies, <laughs> Which are? Um, he did a movie ironically called Holly. Oh, in- that's why you picked this. <laughs> <2006. laughs> that was that's kind of like his um, his most well known feature. Um, it's about a woman named Holly. Yes, huh? it's um, like child sex trafficking or something. It like is. That. Oh, oh that's a, gross. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I, I didn't really want to get into what it's oh, about. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, kept, it was a heavy you kept drama. that fact back, didn't you? It's, it's a heavy drama, yeah. but it was actually like pretty well received. Yeah. A lot of people really, um, mm-hmm. re- really got into that movie. Um, that's how he landed some of the stars of this movie. Gotcha. Was okay. because they admired his work for that movie so much. Okay. Um, and then he did it on the, another movie called um, LX Twenty Forty Eight. Mm. After this, right? After this, yeah. um, and that's really all he's done. <laughs> yeah. What year was that? Oh God, I it's don't like even... twenty. 2014, 2014, so, I mean, 2015, while, something right? like that. Yeah. yeah. Was he doing anything commercial wise, music video wise? Was he in this arena? What did he? Any idea what he did before? I don't know films? if he was, but when uh, I was looking it up, the production designer mm-hmm. was Alex McDowell, and Alex McDowell apparently. Well, you know this story. Okay. He, he, you do. I said, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Well, no. He, no, no. You. Well, he uh, he did the crow. <laughs> no, no, he, you. He was. Uh, I think he worked with like the Sex Pistols or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and he did a bunch of uh, like artwork for a bunch of punk bands. Mm-hmm. And then he started working with uh, like David Fincher's company. And yeah. was he producing, production designing, or directing music videos for like Madonna and The Cure and The mm-hmm. Smiths and all yeah, that? Yeah, designing. Yeah. And he uh, started doing movies in The Crow, I think, was one of his first, right? Mm-hmm. And then now he's since oh. gone on to do, like... He's done a ton of stuff. Yeah. Like, As designing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Production design. Production and design. He's, Yeah. So he's production designer on this. So most of what we're seeing is Alex McDowell, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's... I mean, this is, this is Guy Moshi's vision, but Alex McDowell, like, brought it to life. This is... A lot of him. Did Alex McDowell yeah. have any association with Sin City? No. No. No, because that was Robert Rodriguez did all that in yeah. Austin. I mean, that's all, yeah, their artwork and everything. Guy she was a big fan of that movie. <laughs> you don't yeah. say. Yeah, shocking, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got Josh Hartnett. Yeah. It's, uh, as, so what we're describing, I guess, the reason we're talking about this yeah. is because it's a, uh, like a green screen, shot on green yes. screens or small sets, CGI, yes. world building, experimental, mm-hmm. uh, very visual movie. Yeah, filmed pretty much entirely on green screen right. and small sets in Romania. 
Um, With a cast of Romanians. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very uh, high yeah. concept in design and whatnot. Very stylized. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think we were we were saying earlier that this was a time. It's like, what can we do now with green screen? And this is kind of like a experiment. In What's this. the first one you remember that was like you know like all of a sudden computer technology came around and you could set a movie anywhere 300 300 is yeah my, that's is my like that's like yeah. my milestone like that's yeah the i feel like stone. that just has that look yeah that, that it just all right. looks fake you know yeah that was the yeah. first one that i was like what am i watching even the people <laughs> yeah. don't look real in that movie Probably. yeah that was the most highly stylized kind of thing mm-hmm. that had come yeah. around yeah, Sin City those came times after that right they were both frank miller yeah stories, yeah yeah Sin City came out. When was Sky Captain in the world of tomorrow? Oh, right. God. <laughs> Sky Captain. Oh, my God. I was thinking about that when while we were watching this Let's movie. Let's see. Let's see. When was Sky out. Captain? Well, they had like to be 2004. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. See, there's that. Yeah. That always that felt like a like we have a bunch of, you know, well-known actors on all green screen. Aside from Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The new yeah. episodes. That but that guy, I think it was, it was like. Carrie or Kenny Cochran or something like that. I don't remember from recalling his name right, but I don't twins, think he ever Kenny. went to go on to anything else because that movie has like a kind of a lifeless feel to it. Like the that movie was panned very widely. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it did not go yeah. over well. It had that kind of you know um, like nineteen thirties. Like steampunk vibe almost, but yeah, more but like like gray. zeppelins and shit. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Where it's the steampunk that kind of just is everything's kind of muted in that movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, feel mm-hmm. is exciting. But it is kind of it's it's interesting to watch that one versus like the other ones because you kind of see like you know where a director actually does do something because I mean you've got Angelina Jolie and Jude Law and, mm-hmm. you know and people in that movie uh giovanni ribisi remember uh, <laughs> yes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like they all seem kind of lifeless where it is like you need a director to actually like breathe some life into these yeah. mm-hmm. prior to this what you have you had like the lawnmower man i think which alex mcdowell also did the production design I think you did. Mm-hmm. but you know it, it where cg kind of wasn't there yet right. to replace mm-hmm. tron right mm-hmm. virtuosity before cg that's what we were talking before and i was trying to remember like was there movies that you recall that had to find some uh you know like uh, rear projection stuff or you know to kind of take you into like an alternate you know reality situation those Even, feel like they are of the set that's what the first yeah. thing when i saw uh josh hartner walk out of the saloon i'm like i hope there's no animated people in this movie I, I was a little worried about like, that it feels too. like any of them could show up i got a real cool world vibe off this i was like yeah. Ooh. and i also got a very cheap dick tracy vibe that's what yeah. yes dick tracy oh, for sure yeah, yeah. So the colors yes, and the, the, the colors yes. and, you know, the, like, yes. the, the weird book, shapes of the buildings the and stuff come to life yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah very dick tracy but like wish dick tracy <laughs> yeah. uh, okay i think the set design stuff reminded me of cool world because they had yes. kind of the yeah. same uh when they were using sets some stuff that looked like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Kind of of that era. That's was, why Michaela's like, this feels like it was done 10 years ago. Yeah, early. that's what I'm saying. Like this, tw- I mean, I get that this is like the, the aftershocks of 300 and Sin City, but mm-hmm. it feels earlier than that. No, now I see what you're saying. Yeah. Now that we're talking mm-hmm. about it, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. There was one shot in this where I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I remembered I'd seen it before, but it was, there was a character on a phone in a room 
and he's on a having a conversation with somebody who's like you know many miles away in the mountains. But it looks like they're like looking at each other through the wall. Yeah, because yeah. they actually were, they, they shine are, they right, are. Yeah, with, yeah. like they shine a light on the on the back wall, so you, it's tra- uh, uh, Trans- opaque. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it became you know when they adjust the lighting, it becomes transparent. You see that they're just on adjacent sets, mm-hmm. and they're actually talking to each other through like the scrim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm like Francis Ford Coppola did that in a movie called uh, one from the heart, which was like 1982. Wow. Like that guy was always, you know, thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of, cause you look at Dracula, mm-hmm. I guess in some ways kind of also has that, you know, play with miniatures and, yeah. and yeah. background. Perspective and shit. And, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. So interesting. So there's a lot of <laughs> like, I mean, there's a lot of interesting aspects of this movie. A lot of interesting shots. Like we were saying, it's very stylized. Like uh, it's very, strategic it's very specific throughout the entire movie no yeah such as such as i mean i don't know that i fully have a grasp on this movie to be honest like i'm not sure what the central thesis of this movie is Mm -hmm. i'm not sure what the goal of many of the characters is that's fair uh i feel like there's a lot of stops to philosophize about violence Mm -hmm. and monologue about violence and Mm -hmm. then okay now let's fight narration yeah 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 there is a running narrator through this entire movie, which mm-hmm. is kind of um, unusual. Yeah. Distracting. I don't know. Like, what was your like sense of it when you were watching it? Was it good, bad? Yeah. I feel like I was trying to figure out what was important from what he was saying, and that made it... I had to make, focus on two things at once almost, you know? He'll make a joke, but then he'll just be like, this is the, this, this is the serious part, and this is the yeah. history of these people. But then, he's, uh, but then he's commenting on the scene itself. You got to man up. You got to, this is the moment where you yeah. have to do. It's Mike Patton from yeah. Faith yeah. No More, right? Yeah. Doing the, the narration. I, f- I feel like they were trying, I mean, because we saw this in 300. There was a narrator throughout that whole movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of what they were going for. But I don't think he quite understood. Didn't Sin City have a lot of voiceover? I mean, too? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Everybody yeah. did yeah. a lot of voiceover yeah. that as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that kind of little hard Nancy boiled. Hardigan. Yeah, I like that, though, yeah. It worked yeah. like you know when you read those, uh, you know, like Mickey Spillane, Spillane you yeah. know, uh, Dashiell mm-hmm. Hammett, mm-hmm. hard boiled. That's kind of the voice, right? Yeah, three hundred, I guess, pulled it off because in the end, it turns out it is like the guy tell. He's been telling the story of the yeah, great three hundred. Right. He's the survivor, and he's telling yeah. the story. Yeah, but this one, it's just like a, a disembodied. Yes, and it's like overwritten, maybe overwritten. I mean, yeah, and also it feels like somebody who's trying to do narrator voice but isn't quite mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it doesn't quite. I don't know. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel as serious. Again, um, part of that's just the way he sounds. Part of it's the content of what he's saying. But yeah, not as serious as like narrator voice. <laughs> well, what is the setup to this movie? What does narrator tell us about the opening, like ten minute narration or whatever it yeah. takes to set up the world? There's a whole short film at the beginning. Of this yeah. There is. There's a whole. Short... It's pretty cool. I like it this is part. Really... Yeah. Honestly, this is my favorite part. Like, yeah. This is really I was cool. like, I love all the motion um, graphics and like yeah. it looks like paper cutouts and I. This love was that. really yeah. cool. Um. So obviously the movie is Bunraku, which is a. Um, yeah, do we know what this means? Yes, it is a Japanese art of. Um, like puppet performance, cool. And the short at the beginning, that's Bunraku. Nice. So it was like all of these little creature puppets. You can see yeah. that it was multiple people like operating these right, puppets yeah, in black. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, Bunraku. Okay. It's very intricate puppets that's like controlled by multiple people, and it was like a, a 
very popular theater production in Jap- in Japan for the last like 400 years. Yeah. And it cool. goes with this yeah. movie because this movie is like art itself between the Boon Rock, being called Boon Rocko, singing at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woody Harrelson, oh, we'll get to who stars in this movie. Yeah. Woody Harrelson's uh, hobby is also doing like a, a, another form of that art in yeah. pop-up books. I, that's the very childish way to put it. But yes, mm-hmm. that happens to be part of it. Who stars in this yeah. movie? Oh, so we've got some stars in this. Obviously, we said Josh Hartnett is mm-hmm. our. Um, so this this is a this is a noir spaghetti western samurai. This is East meets West. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this is rush hour. Yeah. This is, <laughs> no, it's it's very like it, it's yeah. It, you can tell that the director has a passion for very specific movies and wanted to like smash yeah, them all. He loves westerns. He loves samurai yeah. movies. Right. And he's like, oh. Yeah, but he also likes noir. Yeah, it was like it's very noir, spaghetti yeah. western, yeah. fantasy, yes. post-apocalyptic, literally everything. It's yeah. all there. Um, so we've got the cowboy, the samurai. And the horseman. So we've got a gunless uh, cowboy, a, a swordless samurai, and a horseless horseman. Is our three characters? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was the that's the trifecta of this movie. So Josh Hartnett is our cowboy. Um, and then Gact. Is, I saw that credit. Yeah, is our samurai? Is he like a pop star? He is in, a, okay, yep, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, is he? Yeah. I was like, with well, a single name like that, he has to. Yeah, he's I, like he's huge. He's like, yeah, huge wow. in Japan. Yeah, and like, like his face, I was like, he looks like a famous yeah, man. Like, like he, he was, right, like he should be. Like, yeah, even though he's not, well, he wasn't well known here. Like he was a get for this yeah. movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It feels like it because it's yeah. half his movie. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I bet this plays well, you know, abroad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then. The, the horseman, the bartender is Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. So those are our, our three primary characters this movie. And we also have Ron Perlman as the bad guy. The mm-hmm. woodcutter. The woodcutter. That's where the fantasy element comes in. Yes, he's yes. the top of the Mortal Kombat heap, mm-hmm. which yes. is killers. Which, killer number know, one. Killer. He's killer number one, and then we have killers, him through ten. Yeah, Let's, Kevin McKidd is killer, yeah. killer number two, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his uh, like, right-hand man. Let's give it up for Ron Perlman not having to wear prosthetics in a movie, though. Thank God. Yay! Yeah, he just gets to I be mean, a human. Right, just a wig <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he had, because uh, I actually had to look up, I'm yeah. like, when was Conan the Barbarian? Because yeah. yeah. he had that same hair, yeah. but that was the year later. Yeah. I think so. I'm like, ah, oh, that was extension. Well, I read so. his book, and uh, he talks about in the book how like he's like allergic to a lot of the like stuff they use for prosthetics. Oh, no. So like, oh, wow. it's extra worse on him. And then he said that they developed like a new kind that was like allergen-free, and then they so he's like, to. fuck yeah because no other man has been in more prosthetics that's what i'm saying yeah and then he said that they recalled it because it was like bad for the environment so like like, he had to go back to square one of like using (laughs) so like like, anytime he's not in makeup i'm like oh what an easy day for ron perlman can we just use it for me yeah i'm the only one who needs it isn't that bad for the environment if it's just on me right didn't he um he was because when you're saying that, I'm like, I'm old enough to remember when he was Beauty and the Beast. Which is prosthetic still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But man uh, loves, well, just so, loves cats. Yeah. You know, make sure that the kids at home, Beauty and the Beast, it was like this full prosthetic. Yeah. Thing he had to cat wear. face. But everybody probably remembers him from Hellboy. When you're yeah. talking mm-hmm. about this, the prosthetics yeah. thing, didn't he dress up as Hellboy, like full prosthetics yeah. for like a make a wish yeah. or something like that? Yeah. yeah. The dude powers it through it. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a trooper. He probably just. Pumps up on Benadryl or something before he does it. Right, I'm sure. but, yeah, yeah, but that's why Sons of Anarchy must have been a treat for him. Like eight seasons of a TV show where he just had to wear a leather vest. Like yeah. that's right? nothing yeah. compared to what he's been through. You know. Yeah. He goes to the makeup trailer and they're like, "Oh, it's only going to take about an hour to." And he's like, like "Oh shit, really? An hour?" <laughs> yeah. I still find it amazing he was in a cat movie not dressed as a cat. I'm looking at you, sleepwalkers. <laughs> yep, I, that is yeah. wild. I think that yeah. was the first time I ever saw him not in prosthetics. Yeah. That's right because he was in. Uh, 
Was it Quest for Fire? He was, yes. Uh, yeah, he was yes, in the, Quest for Fire. The, uh, the island movie. The island of Dr. Moreau. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Ron Perlman's had what his, a career. Uh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, and Demi Moore is also in this. Sure. Yes. Very small Second, role. Yeah. Very small role. Yeah. Um, so Woody Harrelson and Demi Moore, this is their first appearance together since Indecent Proposal. Right. Nice. <laughs> yeah. They had not worked together since that movie. Yeah. Um, and both of them agreed to do this because they liked his work on Holly. Oh. So okay. that's how that's how he got Woody Harrelson and Demi Moore for this. Okay. Yeah. See, at this point, I have seen uh, more um, like Chinese martial arts movies than I ever expected that I would have. (laughs) And Uh this does have that kind of like it really feels like a Westerner making a Chinese Kung Fu movie. Yes. And then they're bringing in the, you know, and then every once in a while you see like Chinese or Japanese filmmakers making like a Western. Mm -hmm. There's this remake of Unforgiven. What? uh, That has. are you serious? I didn't know. Yeah. That. Call Unforgiven like call it's else. called Unforgiven and it's Japanese. No, and I don't think it ever came out here. Anybody in it? Yes. And I'm all of a sudden forgot the guy who was Michaela's not the case. Raza Ghoul, the, the, the fake Raza Ghoul. Oh, Ken Watanabe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I would watch. Okay. It doesn't look terrible. I'm gonna say. It I know doesn't it look looked terrible. pretty good. I was like, I yeah. wanted to see as a Western or as it's a it's a Western. Yeah. Let, here, let me show you the poster. That will answer a lot of your questions. I feel like it's like the same movie, but <laughs> with different actors. <laughs> so I'm kind of into that. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm down with that. Yeah, I'll watch that. I like Unforgiven. Yeah. yeah. I'm down for that. Hell yeah. I like what was the Sukiyaki Western Django? Yeah. Uh, with the Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. like shows up in that one. But yeah. So this is kind of that blending of, but I mean, it really does. I think it would probably appeal more to like you, if you're listening to this and you have that kind of frame of reference, mm-hmm. this is probably going to be more like in the movie mm-hmm. will appeal more to you. Cause that's, yeah, remember, the, you know, yeah. what we should bring this show. Of, mm-hmm. You remember when the RZA did the man with the iron fist? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We should do that Didn't one. Quentin Tarantino present. He the produced man with the iron it. Fence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll put that one. I, was, I thought you were gonna say Ghost Dog. <laughs> a Ghost Dog's ghost a great dog. fucking yeah, movie. That's why I thought you. That's yeah. why I thought you were going. Is it with great? That. It's great. Yes, okay, right. ghost that's dog. like yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Criterion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the okay, so the narrator. So what is the world? Post-apocalyptic. A uh, man has destroyed the world with their obsession with weapons and destruction. Yeah, a great um, little animation. Of the yeah, there is. Yeah, the, the, I always the, love this when they when they when it's I like the, it. those paper that paper cut out yeah. art of. And this is a general theme good. throughout the movie, and yes. I I kind of dig it. I'm no, into it's it. Good. Yeah, uh, it's a good way to explain everything, but without having to, you know, like better than somebody trying to make it look real and you CGI and everything. They, use, yeah. a, they use a specific art form to I like do it. it. I like it better than a flashback and better than an exposition. That yes. was my favorite yeah. thing about the Candyman remake is instead right. of flashbacks, anytime someone was like, you don't know about Candyman, Especially, they would just cut to the paper cutouts telling the story. Especially when you're telling a That's, story yeah. that is a legend at this point or history yeah. at this point. It gives more to it. It's just like it's not a precise thing. It's kind of more than that. It's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. It makes it feel... You know, uh, bigger, and maybe it's not necessarily every fact mm-hmm. of it is true, but it's it's mm-hmm. a great looks like a great story. Mm-hmm. It always yeah. comes across that you're way. saying the theme carries through. It's like a lot of scene transitions seem to be like it always looks like a pop up book. Yes, um, yeah. unfolding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's straight comic book warriors type yeah. thing. Just 
Yeah, oh, there's ca- mm-hmm. the, all the subtitles are done in like little comic books. Right, yeah, I, I like that. that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. It's really cool. And I like that they bolded like the important words, yes. like that, yeah. that, yeah. like almost like the emphasis for delivery was bolded in the words too, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. Was yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Very good artistic flourishes. So really, the, good job, production yeah. design. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this post-apocalyptic world the the survivors of the world rebuild and decide that they're done with weapons they're done with destruction they want to rebuild in a peaceful place so they're done with guns mostly they're done with guns yeah. not so weapons that's guns. what we're getting that's yeah. what we're getting at yeah so they, yeah, they, they bombs say fall, gone, yeah. we went from swords to guns and then back well, to they, swords yeah the, the whole thing is they they ban guns but as the message of the movie goes, like man will never stop destructing. Right. No, yeah. it's inherently in our nature yeah. to destroy mm-hmm. ourselves. There and are, so that will continue to go on. There are more ways to kill a man than there is to make love. So mm-hmm. and to bake make bread. bread and yeah. to bake bread. Yeah. yeah. The so, but that's the thing. I mean, just, it, it, so the fantasy of it is like so. No one ever brings a gun into the movie. Right. Um, the movie then is all set on these like sets with um, like a lot of color. Mm-hmm. It takes place in Westworld, I think is the name of it, right? And all of these different uh, factions mm-hmm. all converge here because they're all after something in the town, mm-hmm. right? Josh Hartnett is the what's his character? The drifter is the, the drifter, credit, but yeah. yeah. And what's and so he's like cowboy dude and then you got yeah. uh samurai dude mm-hmm. which is gacked right yes. and uh he's we know he's after what he's after a medallion that's I mean, been in yeah. his family for generations thousands of years mm-hmm. means a lot to him a dragon medallion a necklace <laughs> as the cowboy would put it okay and this is where i start squinting at this movie because i'm like i've heard this story a thousand <laughs> times you know i'm just like here we go you know yeah. like I, but i do like that they call it out though because i do like when josh Hartnett's like you're gonna throw your whole life away over a medallion i was like yeah please yes please yeah. speak for the audience in this situation well i was honor <laughs> yeah but well, i guess that's what they're going for because i was sitting there going like well what's going to be the payoff to mm-hmm. this right mm-hmm. and i was kind of carefully watching that and then eventually you know i think josh hartnett asks uh is it yoshi mm-hmm. yeah, right yoshi. the character the gack plays gack plays uh you know like what's so special about the medallion it's like well you wouldn't understand i'm like okay now we got a MacGuffin. yeah you know yeah. it really doesn't mm-hmm. matter that yeah. yeah what it is i'm assuming they got it from you know killing a relative or you know it's like the destruction of the town or you know something they say I can't they, remember. yeah they allude to it um because he's Yoshi's talking with his uncle about how, you know, his dad's like final wish was for him to get this medallion back for his family's honor. And he doesn't want to do it in any way that would dishonor his family. He doesn't want to do it in a cheap way or in, like stab anyone in the back kind of way. Mm. Um, so they allude to that it was his father's dying wish. So clearly it was stolen either from his dad or someone in the family. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then who's Woody Harrelson in this mix? The Horseman. The bartender. The wise bartender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, the getaway driver. Yeah. So he's the horseman. What is his... <laughs> I mean, I guess I it, from I the beginning of the movie, you know, you get to see... Well, I think uh, Kevin McKidd's character, uh, killer number two, like, gets a lot more <laughs> mm-hmm. focus at this point. So we think, like, he's a bigger deal. I guess he is. He's, like... I mean, it even ends up that way kind of in what Ron Perlman says later on in the movie. It's like you're basically running things yeah. at this point. So he is like, I mean, he is second command. He is basically the big bad 
but with Ron Perlman <laughs> hovering over him. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean? Right. And so, Kevin McKidden, his squad of the nine killers, all wear these like red zoot suits and yeah. fucking berets. Well, the henchmen wear the they, red zoot yeah. suits. The nine killers are kind of different. Yeah. Their okay. things. They're not given too much spotlight because they kind of pop in and pop out of the movie and they die rather quickly. <laughs> Um, it's like a standard management position where everyone has to wear uniforms except for the manager. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I do like kind of their system. It's like there is the the ten killers, and in order to move up in that, they have to challenge each other at a certain point if or they want die. to move, or die or yeah, move up yeah. in the ranks. It is mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of the system. Mm-hmm. So but they look like they're in Dick Tracy, and everyone, you know, they so do. they look yeah. different. Yeah. But they're yeah. very noticeable in this movie compared to everybody else. So, mm-hmm. and they're part of. Um, you know the the government faction, right? I think because oh, basically Ron Perlman is running yeah. the show. Nicola. He's like the Nicola, Nicola, yeah. Nicola. Yeah. So he's like a warlord, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Who the the most powerful man east of the Pacific, the Atlantic. 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 I actually thought that was kind of like, I mean, it's you know, it's not very like sketched in, but it was like he's the guy who is like, I am so badass. That I've killed everyone, mm-hmm. yeah. and anyone who comes against me, I can beat them. Mm-hmm. And I can't go anywhere because everybody knows who I am, and so I can't right. even go to a restaurant. So I got and have this my- one fucking restaurant. <laughs> he I needs. Like, I can't he, go to. He needs some Saddam Hussein type dupes to run around, and uh, yeah. yeah, that's what he, he needs. I'm surprised that didn't come into this movie. Yeah. You know? But I thought they were talking about because uh, he has a relationship with Demi Moore. She's a courtesan, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, she's pregnant with his kid, and I thought he said that because he wears this costume, which makes him look like Raiden from yeah. Mortal Kombat, he can actually go out in public and nobody knows, you know, because it was like... I'll I was, notice her, but not him being right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. He's she like, has I've been right next to you yeah. and, you know, they talk to you and, you know, I'm right there. So it's like, then he can go right. out. Right, mm-hmm. right. Also, yeah. is he? Is there a problem with how he's running things? Because that movie doesn't seem to make it clear. Like, why... I, I guess I don't. I mean, well, I guess it's revealed. Yeah. In the well, I mean, they, they, with, but like, uh, why does this guy need to be taken out? They kind of make it seem like it's like a mafia situation yeah. where, yeah. like, all of the local businesses are controlled by the mafia. Uh, and also, they, they make their payments every month. Like, it is a yeah. ma- like he yeah. is controlling all of them, making them pay yeah. so that mm-hmm. you know for their uh, protection, basically. At that mm-hmm. point, so like, you pay us, and you won't get hurt. So yeah. there's like a subplot in which the people want to elect the general. There's a general like running for election. With very one like, of them. That's also a secret island where the proletariat uh, ha- has been uh, training for years to rise up and have a rebellion against all of this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's part of the story. So it is not exactly great under his rule. Right. I guess I just didn't see the evidence of that. Right. Like there was no demolition man type scene where you see all the people living underground and like trying to like you know I guess right. like we we come you in. Know, and it's just kind of the it's the status quo. Well, we don't see what got him there. Well, maybe. especially because at the end of the movie when it's revealed like. Josh Hartnett's motivation for everything it, it's it's a personal thing it's it has nothing to do yeah it's exactly so that's why I'm like so this is just a personal beef they both had right mm-hmm. well, yeah it, uh, it but, wasn't but, some sort of can, for the greater good right situation. but but they well they get into I think that they, they merge they don't want it to because Josh Hartnett could give a shit he's just like I'm in this for myself and so is the other guy but Woody Harrelson. But they can also help everyone in the process of like, yeah. all right, fuck it. We can and do that. That's that what well. Woody Harrelson, right? He's the link to that. Yes. He's like, I work here and, you know, I basically, fight so that I can keep serving the drinks. Yeah. He keeps on saying, like, you're always going to meet someone who's, you know, more powerful than you. And yeah. so he knows where his place mm-hmm. is, basically. It's like, I can't fight this myself. 
I'm not that good of a fighter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fights always happen in my... He well, tried, I think, this, at a certain that's point. Really, that's why he limps now. Yeah. It's relatable when you put it like that. Because, like, that's who I would be in in this type of movie. I would be someone who's like, can't do anything about this. Gotta wait for someone to come along and fix it for me. You know? Yeah. like. And eventually they do. Yes. They both walk into his bar. Mm-hmm. One, uh, you know, Josh Hartnett comes in and starts kicking ass. And, and well, he starts with him. <laughs> starts doing magic. Card tricks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Card tricks and shit. Um, card tricks. And uh, the samurai, Yoshi, he comes mm-hmm. in and uh, starts getting in a fight also. Mm-hmm. He says uh, the wrong word in, in the bar. He yeah. says uh, Naruto. Nicola. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And, uh, oh, no. Here we go. I knew it was wrong. Naruto, that's like an anime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he's got to face down the guys. And we've already set up that Kevin McKidd is like a, kind of a... He struck me his... Uh, it's... He's in a zoot suit, but like a lot, the the fight scenes are choreographed like a musical number. Yeah, he's yeah. supposed to be like a violent Gene Kelly. Yeah, he's like a dancer. Yeah, the know. sound effects are working overtime. I, I kind of love that accentuation. Like the sound effects throughout the entire movie are working overtime. Every yeah. time uh, mm-hmm. Josh Hartnett rims his hat, you hear the 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 spinning of the six shooter. Yeah, yeah. Which There's is- some though that are out of place compared to others uh when they're having a car chase and there's fucking mario kart sound effects i mean i, kinda, I don't you're right that i don't know if it necessarily fits uh, uh, yeah i don't know I what like that's it. trying I to didn't have really tell have a me. problem with it it yeah, it, it was it was towing into heavy. scott pilgrim territory for it me was, i did not I know you all that. hate yes, scott pilgrim yes. but i got a lot of <laughs> yeah. that sense from the i movie. was getting yeah. flashbacks and i was like if, does, if yes. anybody else's name pops on screen introducing who they are i'm gonna flip this table <laughs> like that's how yeah, i was because like, it was doing that right? yes. oh yeah killers. Definitely. killers and i was like oh yeah. no i don't like this yeah, 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 yeah they yeah. got little cgi markers flipping around i like that because they're like i liked it in Gotti. Oh, I like doing Gotti. Another did. comic book movie. <laughs> yes. Is this based on a comic book? No. Okay. No, but everything, everything style wise was it's, brought it's, from it's, that. it's it's grabbed from yeah. a bunch of comic books. It's based books, on the yeah. comic book in Guy Moshi's head. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, there was a, a scene where you admire, I guess, the effort that was put into making it. It was a, I think I counted four levels of uh, like hallway fight scene right yes where it was like uh so i don't know it's like, a, it's like a donkey kong yes. level yes it's like a cross section of the building down, where you yeah. see josh hartnett go down yeah he's going yeah. left to right it's like a yeah. side scroll left to right yeah. down uh downstairs to the next level of the fight guys knocking them over down another level it's and very, they were using some video, that's video, game video sound game effects game. yes and i was like oh this is a lot i liked it it's a nice stylized fight scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had seen uh, Old Boy also did a, mm-hmm. a fight scene like that, but that was just in like a, but it was a hallway. Yeah. yeah. You get the idea. It's mm-hmm. like a side scroller right. video yeah, game, yeah. you know. But I mean, it was impressive to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. I wonder know. if that was all one take. It looked like it. Yeah. It did. Yeah. But I always wonder if there's a cut anywhere, but it did look like it. I think Josh Hartnett might have found his like niche here, right? Like Josh Hartnett loves this strong, silent type. Loves this his type vibe, of movie. I think. Yeah, yes, he's, he, he was li- the likes first one much. signed for this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I just I don't know. Like, Hell yeah! Just thinking about he does it well though. Like he pulls it <laughs> off. He's good at those characters. I know. I'm surprised at how 
how good I found him in this movie, but he also doesn't say a lot. And it's a lot of like sideways glances and squinting yeah. and tough right. guy shit, but you know? He must be enjoying that because he looks good in every shot. Which is, this is the best actor, he's looked in a to, movie. You have to really oh, love the lighting. That. The lighting, the lighting though, makes is, them look badass yeah, in yeah, every yeah, shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a good look for him yes, in this movie. Yeah, this it, like it's like his, drifter look. It's, it's good like look his for perfect him. look. Yeah, because he's also but like he's got the facial hair. He's got the little mustache. He looks like a little here, baby right? Ethan Hawke a little <laughs> bit. Because when he's fighting the other cowboy, I'm like, is that Ethan Hawke? I thought it was too. Why is Ethan Hawke in this? And I was like, is that? And I was looking. I was like, is he's fighting Ethan Hawke? Because Ethan Hawke shows up in weird fucking places sometimes. He would. He would feel like the kind of other version of that. Did you see uh, Penny Dreadful, the Showtime show? Because isn't this basically his look from... Is it? Very similar, yeah. Um, I mean, he's obviously wearing more like a three-piece suit in that... But it's a very similar face. Anytime look. he has a normal haircut, I'm like, okay, we get, we won, we won, guys. Like, <laughs> has this man ever had a normal haircut? I mean, I mean he started out a, with an abnormal haircut. This in H2O. is an upgrade from those, the, from the faculty and the H2O haircut. Yeah. Like, well, when he took upgrade. his head off at the beginning of this, it wow, was yeah. Wham, yeah. all over the front. Um, okay, and uh, so all right, so these these two, so we we've established that the the Kevin McKid. And Ron Perlman, shadowy behind him, rule the town. Mm-hmm. These two guys come in. They, of course, have to fight each other, right? Under the guidance or supervision of the horseman. Yeah. Right. What's his character's name? Woody Harrelson. He's just I don't bar- think he bartender. Bar- I mean, we uh, could look this up. No, bartender. It, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, just bartender. Bartender. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Drifter, bartender, right. and Yoshi. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's all you need to be. Um, and so he supervises He's that fun. scene where they have to uh, duke it out because that's mm-hmm. basically say, okay, these two guys are the best fighters mm-hmm. that exist. And so now we're going to put them against like all these other guys, right? For the mm-hmm. rest of the movie, they're going to take yes. on a squad of people at the same time. But eventually it's going to be like every martial arts movie. You get paired off against the guy who tests your limits to the mm-hmm. yes the full extent. And then against the warlord, who's like just sitting there being bored, waiting for somebody to challenge just him. Just tending his garden. <laughs> right. This is always like, I'm, you see this story a lot. You know, he's been in power forever. It's just like, it's been so long since I've had someone to challenge me. I've been playing a lot of Spider-Man 2 lately. It's just like Craven the Hunter <laughs> coming in. He's just like, I've just been waiting for the ultimate hunt to make yeah. me feel alive. And then they die. Yeah. The, um, I guess... Um, this movie's so, so dense, I keep forgetting where we're at. So, like, yeah, okay. So, I mean, we're kind of jumping ahead, maybe a little bit. But definitely. We need, I need to talk about this. Is, was Josh Hartnett's dad the one that ruled prior to Ron Perlman? Is that, like is that what we're getting at? I think it, it, so. Like, well, this was my, well, this was my question. Like he, the reveal Ron Perlman killed his dad. Yeah. To, right, because the, the one who told him that was yeah. my father. Yeah. So well, the one who like, told him what? The one who told him that there's always someone more powerful than you. Okay. Yeah. So what I was confused by, because okay. what I was, I was, A, I'm like, Josh Hartnett is going to end up being his son. That That's where played, I thought it was right? going to, especially because uh, Ron Perlman kept calling him son. Yeah, kept calling yeah. him Right. Son. There was a lot. And then for a I'm moment sure there, son. I thought, well, there was a moment there, I thought, like, is he Woody Harrelson's son? Like, right. He feels like somebody's son here. Because what is Woody Harrelson? He's the one, I think, that we first hear that eventually that. you're going to run into someone more powerful than you. And right. I think yeah. he repeats it maybe. He does. Ron, yeah, which yeah. is why I thought so. I'm like, well, he said it. Is he his son? It's like, well, huh. because then later on he says, you know, I was young, but I I was around when your dad was, and right. I remember him. Woody Harrelson said, yeah. That. 
So right, yeah, right, I guess right. how are you to take that? It's like did so Woody he, Harrelson he challenge before. Josh Hartnett's dad, or he challenged um, Nicole? Yeah, Woody Harrelson yeah. did challenge someone. Woody and learned his place is what he said. Yeah, he challenged Ron Perlman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, some point, Josh Hartnett's dad did and lost, mm-hmm. and so this is a revenge odyssey for him. Yeah. yeah for I, I mean, wherever I mean, the placement honestly, of his dad is, all we get is before. like he says that's his dad, and there's no more information. No, we so never. Yeah, we don't know anything about that. That's why I was like, I was kind of let down by I that, that reveal. Plot. Yeah, I did at not the end, care it's for like that. you know, you kill, you know, basically. No, there should have been like a, a flashback where Ron Perlman kills a dude, and then at the end of the movie we see that flashback again, and this or just don't or something. What? But you know, more information. I think. I don't know. Do you need to know more than like? Than the, I mean, it, it, just it feels it like an more, afterthought because it wasn't you know? exactly clear when he said it. Yeah. Maybe something a little more, but you know, well, we, I mean, uh, we ultimately do get it. It's going off of because yeah, I mean the the, th- the scenes. You know, when we're talking about this, I'm like, well, what movie has done it? And I'm like, well, the Quick and the Dead did it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But the Quick and the Dead was ripping off uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. In the West, the yeah. Charles Bronson character. But you do get the flashback, right? Yeah, you do, yeah. It's like Henry Fonda killed his dad, yeah. and mm-hmm. so that's right. why he's like, you know, and they basically recreate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what you need, I think, in order to sell, like, okay, fine. You can't just in the very end go, like, and you know, why are you here? Dad. Who are you? And it's a mystery the entire, to the yeah. fucking last scene. And then it's like, basically, you killed my dad. You should, mm-hmm. right, at this point, you should yeah. be able to point to a character we've seen and be like, oh, that was his dad mm-hmm. who got killed. That's how it's usually set up. Anyway, mm-hmm. or I guess that's the you know the the flashback always kind of imparts to you the viewer that like it's like oh god that's horrible you know how his dad died mm-hmm. the kid saw it you know right right mm-hmm. and so you kind of get that catharsis that we've sure. killed the bad because I remember the the trauma right right mm-hmm. and you don't, don't have, right, if you don't have <laughs> yeah. to do this but if you're going to tell this story the way they told it in this, it doesn't help it that help. we know literally nothing about Josh Hartnett's character this entire movie nothing like but we I, learn I nothing about him I think that's purposeful though because it's very much like the spaghetti western where it's just like the lone cowboy comes into town saves the day and leaves like you don't really need to know anything about him yeah that's why i feel so out of place that they throw in oh i'm avenging my dad at the very last second because we didn't know anything up until this point and then in the final moments of the movie you're going to give us a little nugget about him it's just Mm -hmm. it would be it would be different maybe if he arrived in the town and hadn't planned on going after him yeah and then ended up doing it just because he saw the injustice yes but he comes in with a purpose Mm -hmm. yes and i think that's the difference Mm -hmm. yeah because i think now that you know you said that about the spaghetti westerns and obviously we're thinking primarily the Clint Eastwood stuff, but yeah. it's like he has no personal attachment to anything. He's just an opportunist in everything, right? Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, never yeah. motivated by by revenge. I think whenever it is, it's like it's always because of this thing in the past that eventually the filmmaker shows mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. this is what's actually like driving their hatred and their, you know, mm-hmm. this is why they're pointed in this right. direction. At least Yoshi mm-hmm. has a medallion. So yeah, what's yes. his? So well, I guess we've established we don't know yeah. that we don't. You know, you you're never going to know the significance of the medallion. We just have to get the medallion yeah. back, MacGuffin. That's a uh, family honor. That, that it's is like, literally, literally yeah. it's a secret call, and you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't right. understand. It's yeah. said by two people at the same time. <laughs> but again, then you can't feel that one either. Exactly. You know, so, right. I'm at arm's length so like, from everybody in this movie. Yeah. yeah true. <laughs> um. 
This movie's emotionally unavailable to me. Yeah. It just it wants to keep me away. <laughs> but it's going to give you style. Yeah, exactly. A lot of style, a lot of yeah. fight scenes, uh, many, many fight scenes, and a, kind of a, I don't know, the atmosphere. There's a lot of extras running around. Yeah, a um, lot. You do get some like, scenes in the streets of you know the, the, the city folk and how they're living. And, you know, what is it like? What's this town, Westworld? What's it like? Uh, it feels like, I mean, there's obviously conflict between we see the red suits and the people who live in these towns. Who... I wish there was more than just one scene where we got the little red suits. Red, that was, <laughs> that see, was funny. See, little flourish like, red, because that's yeah, what. that was funny. That might just be yeah. something you sing when they keep mentioning the red, like, red suits. Yeah. I wanted that to like, be oh, a continuous funny. thing throughout the movie, but they only do it the one time. Right. Yeah, if you're going to do the video game shit lean all the way in you know like don't yeah. just dip in dip out just just commit to it they, but they only do one thing each time I yeah think is what it is. Mm-hmm. they don't necessarily repeat it mm-hmm. but yeah there are certain mm-hmm. things you're like ah that's funny mm-hmm. but i think they're maybe smart enough not to overuse it maybe we'd be sitting here going they did that a lot <laughs> i mean possible lot, yeah, maybe. Possible, yeah. maybe so maybe on like the fact that we remember it and enjoy it is yeah. a good they're like oh good stick with that we yeah, don't want anything yeah. else we that's don't want you to true. hate it i could use a couple more <laughs> so it would have been fun what was the point of Demi Moore in this movie? Right. Mm-hmm. So for Woody Harrelson, yeah. I kept of... forgetting she was in this movie because she was so barely in it. Right. So well, I, she I may think be, a, she was... but she may not be necessarily important until that moment with Woody Harrelson. Right. Because it's kind of, I mean, we all, I mean, we figured it out early. Oh yeah. On who she it was. Well, way, yeah. Way yeah. yeah. We figured it <laughs> yeah. out very early. Let's yeah. put it this way: she's ornamental to the men. Yeah. Technically, yeah. in this movie. I mean, yeah. So she was with Woody Harrelson until Ron Perlman came along and basically. Oh, right. So when he f- they fought and he got injured and yes. there's a limb, she's like, he, she found a better provider. Well, I mean, but really what seems to have happened is she was like, spare him and I'll come with you. Like, yes. Yeah. There's, but there's this well. whole subplot about burning the brothel down and I'm supposed to care about these people I've spent two seconds I, with. Yeah, right. I know. That, uh, that a, felt like. Caring yeah. The- Baby of the, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. Right. but again, that's but, more for him. To, right, and like, the, the reputation is that she is his whore, but she wants to be seen as legitimate, especially yeah. if she's gonna. But he's never recognized her as that, especially if she's gonna have his child. But he says that yeah. he wants to, but because of his position, he can't actually like go out in public or whatever. And yeah, it's like because I can't remember if he was making promises to her. Like we're getting toward the end where. I'm getting to that age yeah. where I can't keep doing this, and so I'm going to make you legitimate, basically. So, uh, yeah, it feels like I heard but that. Also, but it I'm, also felt like more he just wanted the baby out of her. Like he just wanted she. Uh, he just wanted an heir, not necessarily. He wanted. So the to, fantasy element comes in too. Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he wanted to make her legitimate. I don't think he ever had any intention to do so. He was more concerned about the air oh so it's like dune where he's like i'm not gonna marry you but you can have my special baby for me which i don't know like in this post-apocalyptic world i was like does it even matter that they're not married right this guy this guy's called the woodcutter and he chaps wood lumberjack is his personality like what is your reputation that this would matter to that point like it it really you're a lumberjack with dreads like do we really really think different of you but he says that he says a woman like her is an achilles because he loves her yeah so basically if they were weakness yeah because they can get to her yeah to get to him so he can't do that so if he's she's constantly seen as just quote unquote his whore in the movie it's yep. just like mm-hmm. it is not an advantage for anyone else that's right. true okay yeah that makes so, sense so how does josh hartnett plan to get to his arch nemesis which we eventually figure out that that's yeah. what, what's going on a card game poker okay Gotta love yeah poker. The, he only leaves his house to get chinese food or japanese food 
and play poker once a week. The yep. warlord. Yeah. Does. Mm-hmm. That's the time you like. Sound horrible. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. But he's this bored. sounds he's like bored. a pretty ah! good He's horribly yeah. bored. It sounds fun. This is, it's like this once a week. It's just yeah. like I live the rest yeah. of my life and then come here once I, a week. I work from home. This is not too, it's not too terribly different from my <laughs> life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. tell me once a week I get to go to have Japanese out. food and go play cards? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm and down. He, he's complaining about this lifestyle. Yeah, shut up, dude. Yeah. Although yeah. he's, he's probably a, been doing it for 15 years. He's got a really nice garden. Right. He hung us to feel alive again. I mean, is there a reason he can't send like one of his entourage out to bring him a different restaurant's food back? Or is this like, wait, is this another Saddam Hussein thing where he has to have people like taste test his food for well, him to make sure it's not poison? He likes this restaurant. Right, okay. it's the only one he likes. Yeah. Okay, well, point. it's his problem then. Right, like, so, like, yeah. find yeah. Don't kill everybody. <laughs> find someone who can open up a I thought it was like a safety like. thing of like, I can't eat anywhere else because yeah. some shit might happen it's to like, me. It's like, we'll you know? stop killing people. People are probably scared to open a business. Yeah. 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 There's probably really great cooks in this town, and he has he no idea. Probably put a lot of out of business with his payments that he requires, right? Yeah. Every well, week, a lot of the movie. It's like you killed the best pizza. He's guy. crushing the local businesses, yeah. <laughs> right? The brick of a pizza guy. You murdered him last yeah. week, so they kill so a lot. sushi I mean, forever for you, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and all the killers. Like if you, you know, it's that whole you know honor thing. If you mess, you pick a target and you miss, then you know they right. kill you. And it's like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, no second chances. Uh, a lot of the yeah. movie does seem to revolve around Josh Hartnett getting to this card game so he can oh my God. So confront, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, 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 well, he has Nicola. to like. Yeah. He has to like earn his right to get into the card game. Yeah, even, we don't have you know? yeah. this card. He's mm-hmm. got to borrow the money from Yoshi because yeah, like Yoshi's got some, so he can actually get into the card yeah, game. It's and a fifty thousand dollar buy in. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets there, uh, Nicola's not there. There's this whole like he's, complicated. Yeah, he's there, but he's like hidden behind a wall. Yeah, and only yeah. shown on like sixteen millimeter projection. Right, and there's yeah. a very intricate connection for him to play the game. There's a camera yeah. on the. I was guy. like, there's a very intricate represent- cheating system. Yeah. yeah, right. He's yeah. got a representative that he's got through cards to on a camera that would not be connected <laughs> digitally to whatever he could see. I mean, you know, again, stylized mm-hmm. and shit. There's, yeah, he's got a henchman looking over the card game to give him the advantage. Yet, it's like steampunk surveillance. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's Josh weird Hart that poker is still the same in this universe. Don't and it's, I, I just I think it, it. I think poker is forever. I <laughs> think that that's like a benefit to the audience that it is. But I was just kind of surprised with how weird this movie is that it didn't go like full Star Wars and do like you know Sabaka or some made up game that we had never even heard of. It so. was because well, we that's had, the Western yeah, element. Yeah, we had to be able to understand the card trick. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. true. And you know, cards have been around forever. Yeah, because yeah. it's how he wins, ultimately. And then mm-hmm. since he wins, which is something that Ron Perlman has never had, you know, somebody yeah. beat him, yep. he accepts uh, a face-to-face meeting mm-hmm. in a courtyard. Mm-hmm. But then that's a trap. Uh, and all the dudes show up. And the newsies show up. Yeah, Billy Joe Armstrong and his. Yeah, his this didn't care. They they are giggling and jumping around like theater majors. It's just- very, like... You ever, see, you ever see Six Flags, like the Haunted Nights, where you get the people in character who come out sliding on the ground and sparks? Well, it's, and shit. it's very. Sure. This is more whimsical than that, though. It's very oh, Batman yeah. Returns. Yeah. It's like the, the Lost the, Boys the were Penguins evil. henchmen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, like circus it's the circus. Yeah, it's yeah. the Penguin henchmen. Actually, yeah. Were they circus perform? Okay, yes, because so they literally go to the circus. They go into the circus. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. where they uh, get high. Because all the other henchmen are dead, so eventually he recruits, Ron Perlman recruits the circus people. All the. So there's the local color is these different, like, gangs like yeah. the first guys feel like russian mobsters yeah mm-hmm. right and then uh eventually and then you got the zoot suit guys it's you like got the, the warriors guys mm-hmm. and then eventually you get to the circus where's gregory yeah. scott coming 
Right. I know. Where? He should have been leading one of these gangs. He already did 100%. it on his resume in Batman Returns. <laughs> yeah, yes. he did. What, how's Yoshi gonna gonna what's his path to solving his I mean he's trying to protect his uncle and his cousin at this point. His cousin gets kidnapped. They own mm-hmm. the, the restaurant where mm-hmm. uh Ron Perlman's favorite yeah, restaurant. Yeah, the only restaurant that he likes. Yeah. Yeah. And then that gets closed because of the violence that takes place there right. or whatever. And so Again, it's your henchman's fault. And he gets yeah. arrested at some point, and there's this big like uh, breakout sequence where they got to bust him out of jail. Yeah, yeah. This Woody is Harrelson the... and Josh Hartnett bust him out of jail. Yep. And the then, yep. But how is he intending to? I guess that's what I say. If Josh Hartnett's like, I know yeah. how I'm getting to my target. I'm going to get him in the. I've got this card trick. I'm going to get into this game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lure mm-hmm. him into a spot where I can attack him. Uh, how's Yoshi getting to? Well, he doesn't even know where the medallion is. He's right. like, right. He's looking right. for information. Yeah, and you know, yeah, trying he's to like that ten out. steps and, behind Josh Hartnett. Right, and okay. Josh Hartnett's yeah. like, I can help you with that. Yeah, because Josh Hartnett's like, oh, I've seen that medallion. <laughs> right, but yeah. you need to give me money so that yeah. I can go and talk to these people. And Yoshi's like, why do I need you to negotiate for me? Yoshi's just like, I don't need help. Samurai. Mm-hmm. Without a sword. Without a sword. Without a sword. Eventually, Eventually he, gets he gets a sword, sword. Yeah. and a bow and arrow, and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, indeed. So it feels like, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. the next logical uh, point in this plot is mm-hmm. when they both uh, get, uh, they team up gangbusters style, as mm-hmm. uh, Woody Literally, Harrelson yes. uh, explains to us, mm-hmm. and then they decide to recruit the uh, the people. The proletariat, right? yeah, on right. the island. The businessmen. The, the militia. Been, yeah, <laughs> basically, yes. And they're going to storm the island fortress or the mountain fortress yes. of mm-hmm. uh the warlord correct that is like the next thing that's like uh, gonna i mean happen pretty this. much we've, yeah, we've there's some smaller we've, stuff in there but you know jumped around here and there but i mean that's the next big piece yeah was yeah. there anything that we missed that uh like stands out to you as like we should probably talk about that because it was a significant moment or stunt effect no, or because we go back to um uh, Ron Perlman brooding a lot and mm-hmm. philosoph- there's a lot of philosophizing in this movie too much there's quite a it bit it is a yeah, two hour much. long movie and anytime we are not fighting we are philosophizing well, those are the two it, modes of this movie right, fighting philosophizing whether he's doing it to his henchman he's doing it to Demi Moore and like they go back to him and it's just his slow realization is just like ah I need to fight more like he eventually gets up and he's chopping wood again and all that so it's just his build up odd- to this big fight. <laughs> I oddly liked the scene where he's having, where Ron Perlman and Demi Moore are having dinner together. And, and she's, she's cracking the nuts. She's like really loudly cracking the walnuts because she knows it's bugging killer number two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got. That is fun. I enjoyed that scene. Yeah. <laughs> she's like cracking them and then dumping it in Ron Perlman's bowl for him to eat. <laughs> and she's just like staring at the henchman while she's yes. doing because she knows it bugs him. Yep, and she knows that she's yeah. on the side of power in this situation. Yeah. He's like, because I guess it's his character thing is he's basically uh, killer number two is safeguarding the empire. Yeah, but they're always he's doing all the dirty work. It is, yeah. and then we there is a moment where there is that temptation where, where him and Ron Perlman are talking yeah. to each other, and he gets that. He, you know, he's like, do you want to try- take your shot? Right. Do you want to try want to be a shot at the one? title? Which like yeah. Rick said that in the first Lethal Weapon, didn't he? Talking to Gary Busey on the front lines, like, yeah. shot at the title. Yeah. Like he does. And then, right, you know, uh, Killing Him Two's hand shaking over the edge of his sword. And he's like, I could take it right now. <laughs> and he decides not to. Did he decide not to because he was sitting there going, like, well, these other guys are coming. And so we're going to see how this works. And it's very possible right, that I they may could be do it standing for him there. And yeah. then he could take over. 
at a certain point. So it's like, mm-hmm. I can't do it now. I'd love to. So the, the bad guys are sequestered in their fortress and they're like, okay, everybody's coming. And so we're yeah, ready for, for them. Uh, it, it was interesting to me that they were prepared for them with their doppelgangers, as I think you spoke <laughs> of before. Was, yeah, yeah, this, this was good. funny. This was like when you play a fighting game and like you choose Sub-Zero, but then you still have to fight Sub-Zero. Yes. Yeah. It's the same thing. The shorts are a different color. Yeah. 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 It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. It Yoshi is. fights but a it is nice. samurai swordsman. Right. Yeah. This is like killing like uh, three and four. Like it is. It kind of proves the the might of our main characters and that they have to fight themselves. And when the, once they get to a certain level, because we are the most powerful, like, and we could probably mm-hmm. take him down. This is why we have yeah Ethan Hawke. I mean, that's what they're going. <laughs> yeah, 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 Josh Hartnett has to fight Ethan the guy Hawk's dressed just movie. like him who fights the exact <laughs> right. same fighting oh, style. I, do, I like the um, uh, there's a running theme of Josh Hartnett who has apparently given up smoking as a cowboy. Yeah, and he's so he's got the first instance of this is got he's like a he's got a plastic cigarette that he. Like Colin, who just dropped yeah. right there. He's got a plastic cigarette that he just pretends to smoke, but the first time he busts it out, Woody Harrelson lights it up for him. He's like, yeah. oh, oh, I've <laughs> burned the end of your plastic yeah. cigarette. But I like that theme where he gets, where as he's, they're gearing up to fight their doppelgangers, um, uh, doppelganger yeah. cowboys smoking a cigarette. Not Ethan Hawke, who not, we all thought yeah, might not, be Ethan yeah. Hawke. Not Ethan, Ethan Hawke. It's he, like it's like he's got a cigarette for him. It's just he like, offers yeah, it to yeah. him. Yeah. He takes it, but then he just puts it in his pocket. Right yeah. for later. He saves it's it for like, later for yeah. victory. Yeah. It is. It's a uh, it's a good moment. I like that little thing for him in this mm-hmm. movie. Well, that leads us, I guess, to the like big, exciting climax of the movie. Then, uh, yeah, so where they have up. to both. Yeah, both heroes enter like, the room, and killer number two is there. Right. But Josh Harnett just like, oh, this is your guy. I'm going to go yeah, get mine. I, see, that's what <laughs> yeah. I was like. What? You could both tack, uh, tackle this one guy. No, right? It's no, like, you what? handle on your own. Because you got to do it's yeah. honor. It's, honor and per- it's personally. Yeah. It's and honor, it's so did Josh Hartnett go like, well, Yoshi is more uh, capable of handling this guy. I'm just going to go to the next room. And it was, you know, it was like, well, it's probably like, well, you've the- got the sword. So you right. you take this, this, this one and I'm going to take my shot with the big guy. And again, this feels there's very video game ish feel to this. It's just like certain you bounce back and forth between certain characters who are more adept at killing a boss than the other character would be. Yeah. So they handle it. While yeah, you but what, Josh Hartner walks into the room, and I guess they're trying to to you know show that um, Ron Perlman, wily old dog, still has the upper hand. Yeah. And, you know, because he's a woodcutter, and so he he whacks people with a. With an axe, a flying axe. Really good looking axes. I like these axes. Mm-hmm. So he like takes Josh Hartnett almost out, you know. Yeah. And then there, it, the movie just spends a great amount of time with Ron Perlman trying to get to the question that we're He hasn't anyone about. to talk to for years, Colin. Yeah. Who is this man who is troubling me so much? What is your reason, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. like I said, we covered it earlier. It's like, uh, you killed my father. Yeah. Prepare yep. to die. But I mean, but, like, know. if... <laughs> I mean, if we're if we're going into the details on this, it would make sense that he doesn't tell him who he is because he's like, well, this is kind of my my leverage. Like it's throwing him off kilter that he has no idea who mm. I am. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I don't think that's what they were going for, but that's but do we need the logic I put I into guess, it. You know, did you need to know it? I mean, would it yeah. give you like an extra... It depends on how much. I you mean, when you find out, like, oh, it's that guy or something, or, or you know, you do it like uh, those classic westerns where you know, you know, the Josh Hartnett, mm-hmm. you know, his dad was. I, I think so. I would have liked it better if they if he just hadn't told him. 
yeah. and he still had that conversation with Woody Harrelson was like, I knew your dad. Yeah. And he was, he was a good guy. Like something like that. Like just the, still, yeah. right. still they, have that like, conversation, right. but he makes it, he makes it known that it is personal, but he doesn't give him the specific information. Right. Yeah. Right. He so just never Ron, tells him. It, it would be better because yeah. then Ron Perlman dies. Never in, knowing. In yeah. Questioning without ever knowing. Yeah, I would have liked it better like that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Something. To so, give yeah. it a little bit of a. Yeah. Something a little more. Uh, killer number two uh, meets his demise. Uh, After beating the shit out of you. Now, this seems yeah. like. Was killer number two overconfident at a certain point? That's why he got. Like, he was too celebratory of his almost beating Yoshi because Yoshi gets the shit beat out of him. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he was relishing in that moment where he says, yeah. You're that, that breath away from death is that, like, right. Sweet, he is enjoying that. That is that, like, earlier. sweet moment. So he's, he's like, like, enjoying that seconds. and he's too cocky because he's not paying attention yep. to the fact mm-hmm. that Yoshi's still alive. I, mean, it's just, I always kind of, um, you know, what else are you going to do? I mean, it works yeah. for the story and everything. You almost don't like that because you're like, well, you're the better warrior. You should win. But then, you know, he takes, he, he lets his guard down for a minute and. <laughs> Yep. It's always uh, yeah, hubris and pride. Hubris, yeah. yeah. At the end, always down, gets him. He impales into a tree with his sword, so that's fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's um, <laughs> there's car chases in this movie. There's, uh, there's some action scenes. There's Josh Hartnett running across. This is what fills the time with those two hours. Yeah, yeah. Leaping and losing his hat, and then his hat like magically somehow yeah. reappears. I did like that little around. car chase where the red and black half cars are chasing them. The in like yeah. a Volkswagen yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's all fun. CG. I mean, it's not like the cars aren't really, really driving anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just right. you know, or, or if nothing else, they filmed these cars from top down and then took them from that on the green screen and moved them through, you mm-hmm. know, these animated areas and everything. So I guess you know, and I'm thinking there's a scene that eventually takes place in the circus where Josh Hartnett, who has a fear of heights apparently, uh, where yeah. he has to get on a, a, this trapeze. Not a trampoline, yeah, tra- yeah trapeze, trapeze yeah. that goes exciting. to a trampoline. If any fight, fight scenes could have been cut out, I think that one could have been cut out. Really. That's the, the trampoline one. one? Yeah, I don't think it did. A trampoline fight scene. There are so many other fight scenes that are just like slapping each other's wrists in a room, and you're going to go with the trampoline ones on uh, your front Maybe now? it's this placement in the movie or something, but I think once we got I mean, to that point, yeah. I'm just like, we could, we should move. We should keep moving. The momentum yeah. of this movie stalls out constantly, and, think, yeah, and that's think, the problem. Like, I like yeah. the scene. It's placement I don't think is necessary at this point. <laughs> I can agree with that. Is yeah. the momentum, <laughs> is it, uh, you're saying it stalls out. Uh, I think I agree with you that this does happen. Is it the. Uh, is it the fight scene? I mean, is this it? This so redundant. It does the same thing mm-hmm. over and over again. It's very redundant. So fight, what? monologue about violence. Fight, monologue about violence. Like, for two and a half, mm-hmm. two hours and five so, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm just trying, trying to think, like, I mean, have you seen a movie that's done this well? Or is it all, like, is this just the curse of it? It's like, we're going to have... I think there's a lot you can cut out of this movie. The fight scenes, right, have to be, I think, in order for you to, uh, you know, like, they have to escalate in uh, their excitement level, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the every subsequent fight scene has to been, be better than the yeah, one right. that you the saw one. before. Yeah. The that John Wick really, movies do that really well. Yes. Okay, so yeah. I was thinking about that a lot yeah. when I was watching this, Those too. movies like, always <laughs> one-up themselves in way Like, it's crazy to think that that franchise just started with a guy that was, like, mad they killed his dog that his dead wife left him, and now it's yeah. become this whole continental universe of assassins, you know? Yeah. But, but this one, the problem... I think is that like we know early on, these are the two best killers, right? And they've now teamed up. And so everybody that you throw in front of them, they're going to beat them. Right. Right. For like two hours. Right. Right. Yeah. Plus, and we don't get too much personality from these killers on this Mortal Kombat list. No, they're Mm -hmm. not fully fleshed out people. They are just killer. Whatever. The Mm -hmm. killer number two 
is, you know, the one who's given the most storyline. So because we spend so much time on them fighting them, by, by the time we get to the trampoline where I'm just like, I don't know the guy he's fighting. I don't necessarily right. care. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it is just another obstacle that I, I'm pretty sure he's going to get past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what are we like? We should probably be moving faster at this point. Because, I mean, I guess, you know, then you start looking at like, well, okay, the choreography of the fight sequences. But, I mean, I'm not seeing anything that like, I mean, the setting trampoline. Okay. Okay. Unique. Unique setting, you know, or it's got a unique backdrop because they're on a, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a giant moon in the background. I mean, that guy guy who's fighting was doing backflips and shit. So that's pretty cool. He was good at that. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. you gotta be doing that for a lot. I appreciate the art form yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's nice. Because they all, scenes. I think, maybe do have different fight styles, but I think that's the thing. If you're not, like, really up on if you don't know martial Kumite, arts, this, right. Yeah, yeah this might be, yes. be a little like, Because uh. I think a martial arts aficionado might view it and go like, okay, this one, they're fighting this style, right. and this Monkey one style. they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because I think at some point there are guys who are the circus guys are like right, yeah, at, different style, more flippy, more you know, yeah. And, and it's like, but these guys, you know, uh, Yoshi and 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 the Drifter are able to basically their styles are able to take down everything else. And the way uh, I think the other thing was like the way Josh Hartnett defeated the trampoline guy didn't seem like. It didn't seem like he did a lot. Did he was getting his ass beaten for most of the. I, it was cut a punch. back and he it was, was like dead. A punch I thought and then he was down. The, yeah. like I gotta say it wasn't an exciting thing. Like, yeah. It didn't really build up to a climax, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It didn't build up to a good climax and defeat of the character. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering why the whole scene was technically in there. Mm. It seems super. You guys seen those uh, the raid? Movies. I, I've seen the first the one, I know which is kind of really similar to uh, Judge Dredd. Very yeah, similar, yeah. but I haven't seen the second one. But I've seen the first one. It has it. the second one did have that kind of. I mean, it's a bigger. It's like The Godfather, you know. <laughs> right. But it did have escalating, and I think that is you got it. Something that you have to see, sure. John, as a filmmaker. These movies, every fight scene has to be better than the one before it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just. There's a bunch of kicking and punching. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. And that can, for some people, wear uh, thin. Yeah. After it becomes a yeah. redundant. It wears yeah. me out. Yeah. If it's just that, mm-hmm. so you really got to do it. But you also got to like, don't start epic at the bottom and then go up. You like start a little smaller and you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. naturally go up naturally in the raid. Naturally, <laughs> yeah. naturally build up that story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. But you know. The baseball bat girl and the what was the other Wasn't guy? There a hammer guy, hammer guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hammer guy and baseball bat girl, or vice versa, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, are at the end. They're always mm-hmm. right yeah. before the bat, big bat. Do you want to mm-hmm. fight again with hammers? I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess um, we're going to tell you whether or not it wore thin on us, or if we loved it. Uh, we're going to go around That's the table. It. That's all we got. And yeah. tell you what we thought of tonight's movie, Boonraku. Uh, but first of all, we're going to read some of your mail. And in order to do that, we're going to summon our mailman. His name's Igor. Bring us the mail. Masters. Masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising. Rising. Why, thank you, Igor. I feel like he came from a universe like this movie, right? 
You could totally see an Igor just well, like different parts of him came from different worlds. Yeah, yeah. So, so well, just like how this movie's East and West coming together, Igor is all parts of everything. Well, there's East, yeah. West, and then there's Underground, which underground. is Igor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see him in like the fighting stance. Yeah. Ready to go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He'd be very slimy. He'd use that to his advantage. He would, he'd be yeah. Very yeah. Low to the ground, yes. level, I think, is what, Low yeah. center of gravity. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe he zips side to side. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Over here. Oh, I like his skin. Yeah, I've seen that character. He jukes you and dodges. That's his power. He's got to use his movement to his advantage. Yep. He's not big. Yeah, he's like Yoda. Yeah, and punches slide off him. Yeah, because he's so slimy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we totally got oh, this. I yes. love to choreograph this fight, Igor. Yeah. All right. Well, we should let the good folks at home know how they can participate on this interactive portion of our show by following along on Facebook, facebook.com slash Saturday Freak Show, or X at Sat Freak Show. Or they can email us directly. Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. Or you can follow along on Instagram or threads at Saturday Night Freak Show. About tonight's movie, Boonraku, Michael Whitaker braved the storm and wrote in about Boonraku and said, mm-hmm. I thought I had never heard of this until I saw the cover art, and it definitely looks familiar. What's the poster for this? That or the cover looks just like every other late 2000s action movie. Uh, That's yeah. legit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. even know what it looks very like. Curious about oh, the oh like, this remember? is... It, it looks, looks like Zombieland. It looks like Zombieland. Oh, yeah, 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 it does. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's even yeah. the same font and same color font oh, as Zombieland. Yeah. yeah, I would never... <laughs> if you hadn't sat me down tonight to watch this, I would not watch this movie. I think Train to Busan is a similar poster, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. It has that look to yeah. it. Uh, last week, we watched a movie called It Follows, oh, yeah. and Andrew Volstorff uh, wants us to know that it's not an STD warning film and directed us toward an essay, video essay. Uh, that I think was if you listen the to the episode, sir. Misunderstood yeah. meaning of It Follows. Yeah, I said I said that was a yeah. reductive way to look at that. She movie. did. Yeah, okay. I, I really looked at it. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what McKenna said. It's like yeah. I was like, it's actually it. about social anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's yeah. part of it, but it's also there's more to yes. it. Than yes. that. The thing is what we said. Yeah. Well, I think he, he's reacting to our social media posts. Is, that's yeah, basically yeah. like that's the, the only thing yeah. he's well, reacting I mean, to. Yeah. yeah okay. So uh, listen to the episode next time before you post your videos. <laughs> well, Kryptonian Orphan definitely did listen to the episode and says, God bless you ladies. Even when trying to escape a supernatural killer, y'all will still put on some three to four inch inch heels Seriously. and go for a run. <laughs> but great episode gang. And by the way, the director addressed the gay lesbian scenario. Oh. said that it wouldn't matter if it were boy, boy, or girl, girl, it would still get you. Okay, okay. I'm glad you addressed that, because yeah, that's that a, a very big, important thing. Right. Thank you. Question, yeah. But Sean had a question of Well, because exactly we thought it might be in the jizz. Of, yeah. I, I, I right. had the question. Yeah. Yeah. I had the question. Had the question. Right. I had lots of questions. Right. Yes. We may have gotten like, dude, we got very trying questioning the science We, we dug deep in them. Dug deep into that hole. I had major questions. Uh, the week before that, I think we watched Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, and Brett Williams wants us to know that it was listed as number ten on Screen Rant's top fifteen greatest made-for-TV horror movies of all time. I and then that. he has a Saturday Night Freak Show science report, but says, "Well, not much science, but more automotive." Because I'm disappointed that Colin doesn't remember that the Jeep dj number five mm. were the standard postal vehicle up until 1984 when it began to be replaced by the grumman llv also i saw this on tv as a kid when colin did and i have a strong memory of it so i decided to pick it for movie night with the wife tonight nice. as a tv movie it's free of the gore that she doesn't like oh, in most saturday night freak show play yeah it's yet still disturbing but yeah yeah still disturbing and doesn't really feel like a tv movie except for like 
we Except talked about the fade to blacks and stuff, yeah, but yeah, stuff. it's a pretty good quality TV movie. Yeah, again, we liked it very yeah. much. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. The Newfeld says, oh. as a kid growing up in Kansas with a cornfield out the back door, when this came out, I got to say the movie does farm-based terror better than anyone. It does. It's, well, I would say it might be a little better than the Children of Corn movies. Like, oh, I think well. it's... Hi, Kansas. You know? We're Illinois. We <laughs> yeah. also have corn. We, we understand what you're saying. We see you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Mike Welch says, oh, because we were saying that... Uh, it might be the first killer scarecrow movie. Mike mm. Welch says, well, what about Dr. Sin? Uh, you were talking about Dr. Sin and the, the yes, Romney that's Marsh. my dad brought that oh, yeah, up. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So it's not a killer scarecrow. That's like bootleggers and all that. And they dress up. They and dress then as scarecrow. I was okay. sitting there going like, that sounds like Captain Clegg, which yeah. is a hammer movie, gotcha. which was retitled Night Creatures, yes. Oh, yes. Which, which is based is, on which, the same story. Yes. Which Rob Zombie put in his Halloween movie. Yeah. Captain yes. Clegg, Clegg and the Night, and the night yes. Creatures. That's a pretty good movie. I, I, I watched it just this Halloween, Night Creatures. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised. Where that inspiration came from. Like, I want to watch the movie right it does look interesting right. do they use a scarecrow i can't remember yeah but it takes a long time for it to show yeah because i think and there's the skeleton sin, outfits too yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah. i remember the skeleton yeah. outfits from night yeah. creatures but yeah. i think dr sin was like yeah no he was he's that i showed you guys a picture remember yeah. he was like he had the black nose and a white face he was really scary it's like it, they were trying to make him endearing but it made it more scary yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. but yeah yeah, no, Night Creatures has the skeleton outfits on horses, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, Night yeah. Creatures was, yeah, it took a little while to get going, but mm-hmm. it was, mm-hmm. it got there. It's a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, several weeks ago, we oh. watched a movie called Mausoleum. Oh, and, yeah, we did. Uh, Travis Legler writes in and says, I miss having people like John Carl Beekler in Hollywood. He did the effects for that movie. Mm-hmm. He was a down to earth guy and always treated people with kindness and tried to. Help them look their best. Side note on your physical versus digital media views. I tend to go with both because many times I do prefer physical because often older movies get a digital release, but their special features uh, are always, oh, but not their special features. And that always leaves me disappointed. And it does happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're a film aficionado collector, then, you know, you got to go with the digital or the physical media to get your special features. And then just Mm -hmm. burn it and you have it on digital. There you go. All right. Well, thank you, each of you, for writing in. We greatly appreciate it. it. Now we're going to go around the table and tell you what we thought of tonight's movie, Boonraku, starting with Michaela. (laughs) What did you think of Boonraku? I I think that there's stuff I like here, and I I do love love an East versus West type movie. And I love like any sort of Western kind of vibe. I'm always into, I love a neo-Western. I love a pseudo-Western. I love any flavor of Western. And I do think this is some of the best work I think I've seen Josh Hartnett do. I mean, and uh, the dude had no easy task. He had to do a bajillion fight scenes and some on trampolines and all sorts he of had, shit. Yeah. And he had more sexual chemistry with Gact than he did. <laughs> yeah. With Kate Beckinsale. He did. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like I get it seeing this movie. I get the why people like him after seeing this mm. movie but wow it took me until seeing a movie in 2010 to get it you know like um but i and i think like this kind of stoic mystery man that just blows into town is like work works best for him for sure i think it helps he has a hat on too so you, if there is a bad hair situation it's covered up yeah. um but then he does the hair fluff thing yeah he does sexy. but yeah. yeah and like the mustache and goatees it's a good look for him it works um but yeah, a lot of his performance is just kind of gravelly one-liners and like looking to the side and squinting a lot. So I mean, it's not that part's not a heavy lift. It's all the choreography that is intense. 
um gacked was i was like first of all this man has the most beautiful hair i've ever seen in my entire yeah, life he's and he's a, he's yeah i was he's like wow he is like i just like mesmerized by what he looked like and, and that's why i was like he has to be famous mm-hmm. no one looks like this and is not famous you know <laughs> and it adds um, to like animes that i or uh, yeah. even comic books that i mangas i guess comics that i've seen where like the uh, the male protagonist of like if they are japanese or anything the the male beautiful. female look the, they are they, they always they share a lot of similarities yes. in their look it's like yeah. androgynous yeah, yeah. yeah. He's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought he was good in this movie too, especially for someone that I know nothing about. I thought he was good too. There's a lot of good shit here. I think it just also rubs up against stuff I really can't stand. And so I don't know. I'm on the fence with this one because the Scott Pilgrim of it all (laughs) and the just redundancy of it all, just repeating the same kind of narrative beats over and over again until we run out of time is really makes it hard for me to digest. Like I just, I felt found myself bored at certain points because it felt like people were just pontificating about the same point we had already heard three or four times. And I mean, I love Ron Perlman. I love, I love all the stars in this movie and I love how weird this movie is and the big swings it takes in this, you know, I think I said last week that, um, sometimes it follows kind of falls into like style over substance. I think this movie is a hundred percent style over mm-hmm. substance, like in every sense of that. And I don't know if that's like a con- condemnation or not because like, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think no, it's totally it, okay to have yeah. movies that are just fun style movies, but as soon as we hit the you killed my father and I got to defend my honor, I ooh that really put me over the tipping point of no, 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 no. Because like I've heard these stories a million times. Right. And if that's all we're getting, then why am I spending two hours and five minutes watching a bajillion fight scenes to get to the same point I've seen a million times in a million other movies? I wish it had something else to deliver at the end, but it doesn't. Would it have been better if that moment when they walk into killer number two's room, mm-hmm. if they look at each other and he's like, well, he stole my dad's necklace. He's like, well, he killed mine. He's yeah. Like, All right, you go. Yeah. Like that would have been funnier. Yeah. If they would have acknowledged how, how, yeah. how like stereotypical it is. Right. Mm-hmm. That would have been funny. But this movie mm-hmm. doesn't have an interest in doing mm-hmm. that. I think I got to not recommend it just because it did tread into Scott Pilgrim territory too much for me. And it just kind of was sensory overload at points without any substance to back it up. But like, this is such a unique movie and a weird movie that, like, I can't say it. Like, I mean, we rattled off all the things that were similar, but still, like, I'm glad this movie exists. And if you like it, I don't, like, I, I understand why you like it. So, like, it's like a soft not recommend because mm-hmm. there is a lot to like. And, like, I feel bad not recommending a movie that is so weird and so out there because, like, it takes risk in a movie like this financially supported and released, right? So, like, I want to support this type of filmmaking. This one just rubbed me the wrong way in a few aspects. So, like, I don't hate it. I just, there's a few tweaks I think you could make. You cut 30 minutes out and reduce some of the, like, I mean, you could cut Demi Moore out of this movie entirely. I feel like you could cut yeah. a lot of these fight scenes out and just cut out the fucking giggling theater kid, you know, cults that's coming in to fight them and just get to the point a little faster. Um, So I'm going to not recommend it, but... I don't know. Over time, I might change my mind. <laughs> I could see myself in like a year or two from now being like, you know what? I was wrong. I, I could see that happening because that has happened with other movies on yeah. the freak yeah. show. We've all done so that. yeah, we've oh, all yeah. done that. There's been times where I've sent messages to the group chat being like, I would let it be known that I retract my not recommend for that movie. <laughs> yeah. And I was actually wrong. Like that's happened before. So 
stay tuned. I might change my mind. Yeah. But for right now, not recommend. Uh, Sean, what'd you think? Uh, you made a lot of good points. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of, I think, a lot of redundancy mm-hmm. in this. Um, I guess maybe they're hoping the style gets them through it at mm-hmm. certain points. But yeah, there are certain points where we're just like, all right, we should be getting towards the end of this movie faster. Mm-hmm. But I do like a lot of this movie. I like the the stylization of it. Um, the actors, I think, are doing it for their maybe being in in very familiar and stereotypical stories and characters i think they do a lot with it um i, I like watching those actors be those characters um i think woody harrelson's just i think he's having fun in this movie being that character i like his character josh hartnett as well um a lot of it is very familiar as as far as story goes and for a 2 hour movie that can be a bit much um so, yeah, so there's a lot there. You're just like, all right, uh, I've seen it. It's familiar. We could cut a little of this out. But it's still, like, I love the style of it, and I think it's a, it's a good story, and the actors really help it a lot. Um, if there weren't, I guess, maybe so many familiar faces in this, I might give it a lower grade. But I think everybody did really well. Um, I had some bad vibes, at the, bad Cool World vibes at the beginning <laughs> that really almost threw me off on this thing. So Cool World is your Scott Pilgrim, I don't basically. Like cool, okay, yeah, yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. Yes, Cool yeah, World is yeah. my Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. I do not like. Cool they're World. They're both for me. <laughs> they're both. Ba- I mean, they're both not <laughs> good. Yes, but I'm, I think I'm the only one on this table that likes Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, so. you get dudes showing up, and you know, red suits. <laughs> it's uh it's very fun to me so you i like did all those the dead heat i did yeah, yeah it was Holly <laughs> got it um but uh a lot of it's very fun and um uh, it's a, i think it's still a very fun movie so again overly long and familiar but a lot of it's fun so i'm gonna recommend Bunraku. colin what do you think well i didn't bring this up during the 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 when we were talking about it, but like I remember <clears throat> thinking about Woody Harrelson's performance in this movie, he uh, gets served basically by the editor as he's the dog that you cut away to. What I'm referring to is <laughs> yes. uh, uh, Robert oh. Rodriguez when he made uh, El Mariachi. He shot that thing and didn't do any like coverage, right? Because uh, he didn't have right. enough footage or film in the camera. So he was like, so he shot like a bunch of this stuff with a dog in this like mm-hmm. dialogue scene. And whenever he had to find like a moment between dialogue to match stuff up, oh. he would cut to the dog <laughs> and George Clooney. And from dust till dawn is like, I'm the dog in this scene, aren't I? Uh, you know, cause he knew the, and I'm right. like, when you watch uh, Woody Harrelson in this, he's always like reacting to something that somebody else is doing. Cause they just like, they have to cut away to something. Right. And so they cut away to him like all the time. He's but the I guy. like it cause it works. Cause <laughs> yeah, I, right. feel like, oh, yeah. I feel like he's the only sane person in this movie. So like his reactions are just like, I'm going to see how this plays out. Like yeah. I, I, it works for but me. That's I guess that's yeah. why you hire a professional actor. You yeah. know, it's like because they Cause know he's, that he's uh, okay, everything. I'm the cutaway guy. I just have to react to stuff. Somebody and it's closed like the door still... in a car, and he had a great reaction. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was a little strong. Like he's yeah. doing so much with with what he's. You remember all his yes. reactions and stuff because basically that's his role in this. Yep. Um, I think I'm the only person here tonight who saw this movie twice. This is my uh. second go through. The first time that I saw this movie. I absolutely hated it. Uh, it, I, it was like, you know, I think I was intrigued by that era of, um, you know, CGI virtual world yeah. experimental movies. And so I gave it a shot and it was an alien object to me and it felt redundant. And I was like, I can't, you know, and I think I lost the thread like well into it, but finished it. And by the end of it, I was like, that was all style and no substance. But something has changed 
in the intervening years. Now we're seen talking 13 years. Mm-hmm. I've seen more <laughs> movies. And I'm like, oh, I know what this guy is directly referencing. Yeah. And it's all these Chinese Kung Fu movies that I've been <laughs> watching over the years. And I'm like, oh, that that's a pretty good Kung Fu movie, you know, like this time through, I was not bored at all. And I was like, oh, okay. These are the archetypes. I was like, I got it all. And that's why I was kind of setting this up. I'm <laughs> like, I think maybe, you know, just listening to you guys, like, I think you need to have that behind you. Yes. And then you can go into it and you're like, oh yeah, no, this is that beat that you usually get. How are they going to do it? Okay. That's interesting. How are they going to do this? And so it is, it's a genre of film uh, that they're basically just kind of, you know, taking their, uh, swing at with this, you know, uh, very bizarre, very cool, um, production design. But yeah, I do think ultimately it's still like an over long movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the narration yes. is like incessant and it's like, you don't need that. Uh, the fight scenes, as I said, the criticism is that they don't improve upon themselves. I think overall, I would still recommend it if you're interested in, uh, you know, kung. Fu. If you like kung fu movies, I think you'll like this movie. Uh, even westerns as well. Yeah, and what? Yeah, 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 for sure. So I don't know. I mean, ultimately tonight, I'm I'm shocked that because <laughs> I went into it going like. Oh god! This I movie thought you sucks. were gonna hate this. I'm I thought I was gonna hate it, and I'm I was surprised. like, "No, I actually don't." It's like, okay, you know. So I'm gonna say, uh, I would recommend it, Holly. What do you think? Yeah. So, um, how did you come to this movie? Holly? A friend of mine recommended it to me. Okay. I was, I told him I was trying to pick a movie for this week, and he was like, "I got one for you. It's called Bunraku." And I looked at the trailer, and I was like, "Well, that looks like something." <laughs> so, and then I, I read a little bit about it. And I was like, you know what? I think we need to watch this. I think it's something different from what we usually talk about. And Indeed. sometimes we need that. Um, I like to break things up a little bit. So, yeah, I didn't. I, I read some of the reviews going into it, too. And some people like Colin's first experience really hate this movie. And after watching it, I'm like. It does get a little boring and redundant, but we've seen so many horrible movies that I'm like, I don't hate this. Like, what are you <laughs> no, talking we've, about? We've, we've hated movies. Yeah, like I've hated movies. I don't, I don't know. But um, no, I think everyone, I think everyone's right. I think stylistically, this is a beautiful movie. They're, they're. I like that they're trying things. I like that there's so much creativity in this movie, and a lot of it might be pulled from from different things. Um, I, I think he. Saw 300 and Sin City one too many times and really pulled from those. Um, but I think it's... When did Kill Bill come out? Uh, oh, before this. three. Really? Something like that. Something like that. But I mean, that was basically like the other big, like, you know, Western audiences mm-hmm. saw, yes. you know, yeah. the, the, yeah. that influence yeah. in the or big movie. Uh, yeah. Crouching Tiger. Yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. Right. There's a lot of that. Yeah. The door. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, like creatively, I, I think this is a really cool movie to experience. Um, it It is. A, it is too long. It's it does slow down. I wish I would like to see the version of this that is that's polished that there's more developed in the characters that there's more attention given to the story that there's more attention given to the choreography i think just small things like that to have like bring someone in to make these edits 
during filming, I think it could have been a really cool movie. I think it could have been, I think they could have gone harder with a lot of these things. Like I wanted more from killer two with his like dance style of fighting. Mm. I was like, I wish they had gone hard with that. Cause that would have been really funny and really cool. Like that could have been something oh, he set the music. Like, yeah. Like, cause yeah. there's, there's definitely like, there is a tempo and everything he's doing. Like there's specific yes. steps, but it doesn't play like I think they wanted it to. I think they could have gone harder with that. Um, so stuff like that, I, I wish they would have done more with. Maybe cut back on the video game stuff and pay more attention to that. <laughs> it would have been really cool. Um, I was bored for a lot of it. Oh. And yeah, I know I'm, I'm having a tough time with this one because creatively speaking, I think it's a cool movie for you to experience, for you to watch. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that I would tell someone to sit through it for that. It's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Because yeah. mm -hmm. it is pretty boring. I think the people you tell us sit through it would be like, ah. I great. mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I think especially watching it by yourself, I think would be even more boring. I think yeah. experiencing with people makes it more tolerable. Sure. Um, I think I'm with you, Michaela. I think it's it's a soft. Yeah. See, see, Sean, you yeah. say that, but it's a 50-50 split a here at the decline. freak show. So it's it's a soft <laughs> decline. It's yeah. it's not like oh, don't watch this. So it's also like eh. You're just eh. you're just pushing it away across. Maybe just like yeah. see the highlights. Yeah, I is there a know, highlight like, reel on YouTube you yeah. can watch or something? Watch yeah. the opening Boonraco sequence. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I don't know there's That's some cool. cool there's some cool stuff there's some cool visuals in this but Do some laundry for a half yeah. hour late in the game mm -hmm. come yeah. back to it and be like oh all right I know where we are yeah and that's true good. yeah it's a soft pass <laughs> soft okay. very soft okay all right so is that a fifty fifty yeah it is yeah. so I think uh, I was looking up uh, like you know so how did this do when it was released oh yeah and I think it it's a not. film festival movie <laughs> oh no it I is, can imagine yeah. this didn't do well yeah, yeah uh, no, well, the it budget was, the budget was twenty five million I think like it no. didn't even gross a million it was yeah like it a, was distributed yeah. I think ex almost exclusively to film yeah. festivals and then but, dumped on yeah, video which I didn't even mention this uh, guy Moshi sold the rights to this movie to a company. And then that company wasn't going to turn it into a movie, so he bought it back. Oh, so he nice. was like, no, the I want to make this. That yeah. was the script. Yeah, the script, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was like, no, I want to make this into a movie. Yeah. Interesting. So I, I to, like his vision. Mm -hmm. There's cool stuff there. Yeah. But, I got to make yeah. another one. I suppose that's good. Yeah. When you go to film festivals, you see a lot of movies, and like some of them never get distributed. Really, yeah. I remember right. a Corey Feldman movie called The Birthday, which has never oh, come out. Oh, that oh I saw. Dark. You know, it's stuff like that. But that's <laughs> where this kind of feels like... It exists, you know. Right. You go to a film festival and you see it, and then yeah. it's lucky that we yeah. have it's seen it. Poster is not helping it. Yeah, I'll, I'll say no. that. We don't know how to just you no, know market no, right. it. You know, no, no, it's no, like, like no, it's how to go on video. What this movie and, is because right. that poster yep. is not yeah. representative yeah. of what you got of this movie. Scott Woody Harrelson did it. You like Zombieland? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening this far. Next week we're going to watch a movie that's chosen by Michaela. We're going to watch next week. We're going to watch. Split second from 1991 <laughs> with Rutger, Rutger Hauer and Kim Cattrall. So oh. in the future of 2008. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. I don't yes. know this one. Don't yeah. know anything about it okay. if you can. Split second. Is it a murder movie? Maybe. Is it a thriller? Maybe. Time travel? Maybe. Oh, okay. maybe we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I was just like I'm gonna say maybe we'll seen see. It? You no, seen I have not seen it. it. Okay. I watched the trailer and was like, "Holy okay. shit, we gotta watch this!" Yeah, I was lucky Run enough to see this in the theater. And like, we're gonna time. touch on that because I have got questions. <laughs> yeah, all right. okay. Yeah, I remember the experience. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's a good tease for yes. this week. <laughs> Split second next week on the Saturday Night Freak Show. We hope you'll join us. 
And until then, ladies and germs, the basement is going dark.